My name is Alessandro Bussane. I'm at the end of my doctoral studies at Newcastle University, and I spent the last four years researching and reflecting on the experiences of LGBTQ people from a Muslim background in Brussels, Belgium. The first time I watched The Destructors, I was in my kitchen in my home in Arthur's Hill, Newcastle, flatmates walking by. Food was being prepared on the stove, sending noise and smell from behind me. It is hard to focus on art in lockdown. What streams in front of my eyes is constantly disturbed by the million little events that happen in the house. Some details from the video stuck with me. Some images. Brown bodies touching one another, building bonds, building trust. Feet avoiding metaphorical minds, guided by what I imagine to be the voice of a friend. Toxic smoke entering the building, aiming for the lungs. Some words, some verses. Quote, and I remember the feeling of being loved. I remember it deep in my marrow. End quote. These brought me back to my childhood, maybe the only time when one could feel that kind of love. Quote, brown life can cost so much and be so very cheap. End quote. Hard to hear this in a moment where newscasts are starting to mention the increased vulnerability of BAME populations to COVID-19. Quote, one part human, one part jinn. End quote. As a queer person from a Muslim background, these are the words that struck the highest chord. Those are the words with which I went to sleep that night. One part human, one part jinn. The next seven minutes will be a glimpse of a dialogue that sparked in my head after watching The Distractors. It is a glimpse of the emotional and cognitive response of one brown, mostly male, body to the representation of brown male bodies that took place on screen. It is not a review of the work. It does not complement it, nor does it claim to present some deep understanding of it. It is simply the response of one distractor to another. The first words we hear in the piece are, I will forgive you. We soon learn that the forgiveness is something someone else, presumably a white, pale body, is bestowing upon the brown body on screen. Forgiveness is given, quote, for the bombs, end quote, even though the brown body on screen never put them anywhere. That forgiveness we hear is, quote, an unspeakable trauma, end quote. It is the trauma of realising that there already is a story about you and it doesn't matter if it reflects your experience, your truth. The person in front of you has put bombs in your hands, has seen them going off. So articulated that story is that they have already forgiven you and you didn't even know there was something you had to be forgiven for. While we hear this, toxic smoke is entering the building. I feel the toxicity of that story filling the air in the video, suddenly in my kitchen. I can't help but think about those moments when you realise that that story exists and it is a potent one. I think about Jalal, who participated in my PhD research. Jalal is a trans man and his name is a pseudonym. 
Jalal told me about his experiences of transitioning and of slowly realizing the difference in attitude when people started reading him as an Arab man. Suddenly, he too was the target of blame or forgiveness for things he had never dreamt of doing. In his words, quote, When you are an Arab woman, you're exotic and attractive, even more when you are a punky and you know you make art and it's very attractive for other people. But now you change of clan. You live on the other side that people expect from you that you are oppressive and you are not feminist and you are not queer. So you have to justify all the time, oh, you know, no, 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 but hey, don't take it like that. I'm feminist, I'm trans, I'm trans, don't worry. End quote. And then I can't help but think about the other stories that we can face as brown, Muslim or red as Muslim men in contemporary Western societies. Especially when we are queer or when we are in any way imagined as vulnerable by our pale, white counterpart. Then the stories built on our bodies are stories of trauma, pain, escape. When they don't blame us, when they don't forgive us, then they save us. The words of another research participant, Salim, come to mind. Quote, when I say that I am homosexual, there are certain people who say, oh, well, it must not be easy when you're from, well, a Muslim family. A stereotype that is already all made. So they have already created your story for you. They have already stoned you to death. I don't know. They have, they have hanged you, end quote. These are the words attached to brown masculine bodies by white voices, as reported in the video. Quote, destructors, axes of evil, deviants, all equally to blame, all as bad as each other, stalking the same corner of the street, end quote. One part human, one part jinn. I think about all the expressions used to describe brown Muslim bodies in this poem. Destructors. I think about all the destroying that needs to be done. All the unpacking, dismantling, debunking of the stories about us. All the counter-narratives and counter-representations that need to be imagined. The last section of the video begins with the words And I remember the feeling of being loved. The text presents us with a vivid image of a loved and loving son taking care of his mother in a system that devalues brown life. The last image we have in our minds is that of a loving and loved young brown Muslim man. He does not need to be forgiven. He does not need to be saved. He certainly does not need to be blamed. He just wants to be able to do his own thing, his own loving, his own caring. I rewatch the video as I'm finishing this text. I think of the stories about me and about others, like and unlike me, that I encountered and countered in my life. I think of the words that have been attached to my body. I think of my stories of love and the obstacles put in my way to experience it. I think of the destruction that this work performs, the shattering, the disruption. I think of the reconstruction that is already there in that love 
that I too now feel deep in my marrow. I feel gratitude and desire for more stories like this one out there. <laughs>